Hello, and welcome to the sixth episode of How to Hold a Pencil. Um, and just so everyone knows, uh, this will be the last episode of the uh, last episode of the year, and we'll be back with you the first week of January. But let's get into it. Today with me is a self-taught developer from San Francisco uh, by the name of Jennifer, Jennifer DeWalt. And you may know of her because she did something so amazing. She built 180 websites in 180 days to learn how to code. And Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Um, for the people who don't know who you are and haven't heard about your amazing project, why don't you give me a brief you know, introduction of yourself before we get started? Sure. Um, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, so I'm Jennifer DeWalt, and I taught myself to code by building 180 websites in 180 days. Um, my background is in fine art. So I, um, I worked mostly in like sculpture, um, installations, uh, performance art. And um, at some point, I got started uh, working on some projects for um, like my friends doing, um, they were coding projects um, and they needed some help with things like graphic design, wireframing, um, just kind of general product stuff. Um, so I started working on some projects like that. And I started getting really excited about how technology um, facilitates all this awesome um, communication. So um, at first I was thinking, oh, how can I use technology as an artist? Um, and then the more and more I started thinking about it, the more excited I got about actually learning to code myself so I could build these projects um, on my own. So that's sort of the background, I guess, of where I came from, how I started thinking about learning to code. And so, oh, God. <laughs> no, 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 so that's great. Um, so it's so great to know that that was how you started out and how you sort of were like, hey, this is something I want to do. Um, I'm wondering that when you started and you set out with this goal, you know, like what what helped you create this sort of idea and said, you know, like what what made you say, OK, I want to learn to do this. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to undertake 180 websites in 180 days. Like that's an amazing thing to do. <laughs> so um, when I decided I wanted to learn how to code, I had to. You know, I had lots of different options about how uh, one can go about doing this. And, um, so I started thinking about different options. A lot of people tackle, you know, have an idea for a startup, and so they tackle their own problem. Um, other people do boot camps or go to school. Um, you know, for me, um, I was really attracted to doing a project of my own, something um, something that I had, like, full ownership over. But um, the idea of tackling a huge um you know, fully functional, full-scale website was just, like, totally daunting. I had no idea where to start. I had no experience in coding before. I kind of knew some things about it because I'd worked on those projects. But um, as far as to having any real coding experience, I'd never really done anything. So I figured, <clears throat> excuse me, I figured I better start with some small projects just to kind of get my feet wet, get, get kind of familiar with the landscape. And um, so, um, so I started thinking, okay, well, what, what would that look like to do a couple of projects that were small? I said, well, if I do, what can I get done in a day and, and sort of structure it that way? And so at first it was a little bit of a joke. It was sort of like, well, how many of these one day projects can you even do? How many websites could you make? Could you do 10? Could you do a month? And after a while, the whole idea started sounding actually like a really good um, way to structure uh, my learning process. So um, I came up with 180 seemed like, you know, a really nice round number. Uh, a year seemed like way too long. Three months seemed way too short. And uh, yeah, it just seemed like a really nice, nice way to structure the process. So 
I know that I will put a link to it in the show notes, but what was the first website that you built for the project? So day one, which was April 1st, um, I actually built the homepage for the project. So it's the homepage at jenniferdewalt.com. Um, and that has um, a very brief description of the website, a link to, of the project, I mean, the, a link to the blog for the website and a running list of every website that I built um, starting from day one all the way up to day 180. That's great. So I'm wondering, you set out with this project and you had 24 hours every day to build a website, you know, you know every day of the week. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, did you stick to a typical schedule to get it done or, or was it sort of like, all right, I know that this project's going to take me three hours, so I'm going to sit down and just block out three hours and do it? Or was it, you know, I spent a few hours at this time? You know, how, what did your typical day look like? So um, I worked on the project full-time, um, and on average I was working 10 hours a day, uh, every day, so about 70 hours a week. Um, and <clears throat> I, uh, I uh, usually kind of slept in a little bit in the morning, didn't try to rush myself, um, get up, um, and get to work around like lunchtime, 11, 12 o'clock. And, um, and would just like power through for the rest of the day. Um, uh, it depending on how I was feeling or what else was going on in my life, I could, um, you know, crank out, uh, something relatively quickly, but most days I got really involved and really into it. So, um, I would get in most days I would decide on what it was I was actually going to make, um, that morning. Um, how did you, then, how did you, oh. de- how did you decide on what you were going to make? Like, how did you say, okay, today's Tuesday, I'm going to build Google and you know, that's what you <laughs> went out and did, you know, but you know, like, how did you make those decisions? Um, before the project started, I made a list of every single idea I could think of good, bad, crazy, nonsensical. and just put it all on a list. I ended up with like 70 ish, um, ideas. Um, and then, so at the very beginning of the project, I started just kind of working through those, um, very, very small things that I felt like I could attain. And then as time went along, I got more and more inspired by the things I had just been working on. So, um, if I, um, was working on a project one day and had seen, um, a concept in JavaScript, maybe the, while I was researching how to do today's project, I would get really excited and maybe do that the next day or sort of continue, continue on a theme, um, as time went along. So that, um, m- most of the projects um, came very organically out of whatever I was working on. Sorry. Um, so you had these projects, and you know, obviously, you were, you were doing it, pro- you know, project-based learning. But I'm wondering, how did you teach yourself the different skills? Like, what tools did you use? You know, what would what would a typical lesson look like within that 10-hour time frame? So when I first started, I thought, okay, you know, I'll work for, you know, however, you know, however many hours, maybe, maybe five, six, seven hours, eight hours. And then I'll chunk off time and I'll spend that time like reading tutorials or, or what books or what have you. But what ended up happening, um, was like, while I was working, I was also learning and I didn't really end up having time to do this, like read a book kind of scheduling, um, which was not bad either because I actually ended up doing a whole lot of learning on the fly. So most, um, everything I used, um, is freely available on the internet with a little bit of Googling. Um, Stack Overflow um, is an amazing, amazing website um, where coders ask and answer each other's questions. And so, especially as a beginner, every single question you have has been asked and answered on that website, I would say. It is so true. <laughs> and then, um, but there's also tons and tons of blogs and demos and um, people who write little mini tutorials, um, especially um, 
with regard to uh, JavaScript um, and, and just HTML, CSS, web development. So um, a lot of Googling and a lot of just kind of pouring through documentation and tutorials and things. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> you, you set out on this awesome path, and I'm wondering, uh, when you were starting out, you know, and sort of throughout the whole time, what, what type of roadblocks did you hit? I mean, this is a daunting task and clearly not every day, you know, not every day had, had to be successful, but you, you know, you pulled it out, you built something every day, you know, what, what roadblocks did you hit? Um, you know, the biggest roadblock is life itself. Um, for instance, um, my computer died, um, that two days before the project actually started, I was using, um, my old trusty, 2007 MacBook Pro and um, Saturday night um, as I was getting the finishing touches ready to start the project, the whole thing just bricked. So, <laughs> so that was pretty intense. Um, I actually started the project um, borrowed, uh, borrowing a friend's um, uh, Dell laptop. So that was a little bit of a, of a speed bump right before I even got started. But um, and also, um, my sister got married over the summer, so my family lives um, on the other coast in um, Pennsylvania, so I had to fly back back and forth like three times in about 45 days, So, um, and other things just generally in life that sometimes crop up or that you want to do, and somehow you have to manage to fit things in. Um, the other thing is, of course, um, just general like burnout. Um, I found over the course of the project... Um, I went, got into something like, something like a 30 day cycle where every 30 days I would kind of like hit the end of my rope and I would be really frustrated and really struggle to, um, get ideas or, or, you know, I'd be really disappointed in the product that I was, that I was making and start going kind of crazy. And, um, so usually I would, um, the first time it happened, I totally freaked. I was like, Oh no, this is it. This is the end. I'm never going to have another idea again. But, um, I managed, I learned to get over it, um, uh, take a, take a day or two and work on something a little bit easier, a little bit less, less serious or less stressful, um, less time intensive. And then, um, I would find after I would do one or two of those, I come back just ready and raring to go and, um, have new ideas and be refreshed. And so trying to, um, listen to yourself and like how your, your mind is actually working is, um, was a difficult thing for me to to learn early on, but definitely managed to do it towards the end of the project. Right. You know, you're talking about how the, you know, hitting these roadblocks every 30 days. And I'm wondering what kept you motivated every day throughout the project, regardless of those, you know, 30 day time blocks. I mean, you know, waking up every day being like, I'm going to build something today is not, is not necessarily in everybody's DNA. And I'm (laughs) wondering, I'm wondering what kept you going. Um, to be honest, having something at the end of the day that I could point to and say, like, I did this, I made this today, even if it wasn't, even if I wasn't in love with it, or I was disappointed with how it came out, I, after I would kind of get over that initial disappointment, take a step back and say, you know what, like, you're learning, it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, Having that, that, being able to point to something and be like, look at this, I made this, I made this, I did this thing. And that was exciting. It's kind of like um, a little adrenaline rush when you, when you, um, accomplish something even if when and by putting it into small chunks um you can get that sense of accomplishment so i think the project itself was pretty motivational as far as that goes now of course there were some days where i was sick or hung over just didn't feel like doing it um and those days are hard too and it's a little harder to get excited for those but um you just keep plugging away i guess (laughs) 
No, of course. I think I think for anybody who's learning and anybody who's setting out on this path to learn front-end development, motivation is the hardest thing. But having those tangible goals is something that I found and I think a lot of other people will find uh, so important to getting through and to keep going is having these ta- having real goals. So you had one every 24 hours and other people might have one every week. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, I think having those goals is very helpful. Um, you know, did you have sort of an end goal for your learning? Like, did you say, I want to learn to develop because I want to take that on as a job full time? Or did you want to achieve something else? Or was this just sort of like, Hey, I want to, I want to learn this skill and I want to have this in my pocket. Um, I started it with thinking I would most likely, um, want to go into, uh, into, into a profession of coding, um, of being a programmer. I wasn't um, necessarily set on that though. I, given that I'd never actually done any of it, I wasn't sure whether I would like it. I didn't know where, what areas of, of programming I would like, you know, it's a very big field. Um, so I kind of went into it with like, I'm going to learn to code and whatever happens at the end, I will be able to transition this into something uh, meaningful for me. Um, whether that was, um, becoming a, a technical artist or, you know, using, using coding in, in my art creation or going into um, starting my own company or, or joining a startup or what have you. So that was early on, but I did pretty, I did have a pretty good feeling that I was going to like it. Um, I was really interested in it. I figured the field was large enough that I would find my niche and that I would probably end up going, um, going into uh, being a professional programmer. So obviously, at the end of the 180 days, you you've learned to code. Um, but is there anything else you learned along the way? You know, anything about yourself or about the the idea of programming or in general? Um, one big thing about the project, which um, was kind of a, a another aspect of the project, um, there were three rules. One was um, make a website every day. One was um, publish all of the code. Um, publicly on GitHub, so anybody who wants to go um, check out my project, it's all under um, under repository on GitHub. Um, and um, and the last one was that I had to write a blog post every day. And um, and then as sort of as a core as a side note on that, I ended up writing a blog post every Monday as well, which was a little bit bigger and uh, a little bit more in depth. And so um, that was an interesting process of. Um, Learning one that I when I started the project I was not a very good writer. Um, it was really hard for me to um, convert my ideas into into language. I mean that's one reason why I, I was a visual artist and not maybe a writer or, or a, a, another uh, taking on another form of expression. So, um, but sitting down and forcing myself every day to write something and with the idea that it's going on a blog, people might see it. It should be like relatively coherent and interesting. Um, it was a really interesting process. And then uh, as I went along, I could definitely see myself getting much better at um, being able to write and communicate my ideas um, about um, about life mostly. I mean, most of the blog posts were actually about life and not about coding, but they were about my life relative to the project, um, that is. So um, that, like, do something every day kind of, like, it was, you know, on one side it was do, some, do this coding every day to learn to code. And then on uh, the other side there was, like, do this writing every day, even though that's not part of the process, um, sort of reinforce the importance of, um, doing something consistently and like forcing yourself through the, um, difficult and, and scary parts. 
so that that was the big thing and and uh, also alongside with that is the the that getting over being scared of of stuff um uh putting everything out publicly was really scary for me at first i almost didn't do it um and then i decided that you know <clears throat> when you're learning you make mistakes um you'll do things that are silly or weird or um just plain wrong and then um but you need to uh, by putting that stuff out there it's um it helps you get over that fear and, and that fear is something that that tends to like block the process of learning itself so um those are like the two big takeaways for me no that that's fin- those are fantastic takeaways i think I think sharing your stuff publicly, whether it's the smallest website you've ever built or it's a blog post or anything, is so important to the learning because I think um, just like you were talking about the Stack Overflow community being so helpful, I think sharing what you're doing uh, makes it even more real. Um, And I want to talk about community a little bit more and dive into that just a little bit um, with Stack Overflow. And, you know, I know that when you posted about your project online, uh, the internet loved it. You know, it's like one of those ideas that sort of caught on and people were like, wow, this is so cool. And many people followed along with you. Um, but I'm wondering how did others outside of the internet world sort of react, you know, whether it was your family or friends when you said, Hey, I'm going to go spend 180 days building websites. I studied fine art, but I want to do this now. So I'm going to do that. I want to know, like, what was their reaction? Um, a lot of, my friends, um, uh, I have a lot of friends. I live in San Francisco. I, um, I have lots of friends who are coders and in the coding community, as I kind of mentioned before. And so, like, um, a lot of them were really excited for me. They're like, that's so cool. That's so awesome. And at the same time, they're like, There's, you, know, you kind of tell their voice, there's no way she's actually going to do this. Or, um, you know, just that, that little twinge of disbelief. But everyone was really supportive um, because, I, you know, it, it definitely struck a nerve with them. A lot of my friends are self-taught coders as well. So they were like, Hey, good. this is awesome. Cheer me on. Um, people, um, sort of outside of that circle. Um, you know, my family is kind of, I'm a fine, I went to school for fine art. So they kind of gotten over me doing kind of weird things that don't make any <laughs> sense to them. But, um, but, um, I, I think, I think they definitely also had a, a, a sense of like, I'm not sure, what this is going to do or, you know, like, is this going to work out for, for me? And, you know, is Jen going to be able to um, pivot this into something besides just this little, this little project. Um, but as time went along, I think as I, as they saw me getting better and better and reading my blog posts, um, uh, they definitely warmed up and was like, Oh, this, this is actually like, she's actually doing something real here. She's getting much more um, advanced and, um, and so I think their initial skepticism definitely started melting away. And then, of course, once once I posted um, posted about it on the project online, and it, all the kind of flood of, of attention came came toward me, it was uh, they were definitely a lot more on board then. So I'm wondering. So again, we're gonna. I want to talk to you about. Um... You uh, you mentioned how people were, you know, so even within the coding community, people were a little skeptical, being like, "Hey, I don't really think you're going to build 180 websites." How much did that drive you? How much was that like motivation? Like, well, these people don't think I'm going to do it, but I'm going to show them. Oh, definitely. I mean, just like I knew going into the project that there that it was big and it was going to be intense and um, tough um, for me at times, and and um, 
and I think that's what other people recognized as well. Um, so it definitely like kept me moving forward. Like I'm going to do this. I'm pretty stubborn. I'm, I'm, when I set my mind to do something, I, I get pretty, pretty into it. Um, kind of one track mind mode. So that definitely helped with like, um, staying focused. And when it, when it was, wasn't really feeling it being like, you can't, can't quit now. You, uh, you got a lot of attention also, you know, from other people besides your friends and stuff, obviously about the project. I think I discovered your project on Hacker News and to get anything to the top page of Hacker News is an amazing feat, but somebody who's learning to get something to the top of Hacker News is also is a much more amazing feat in my opinion. <laughs> and I'm wondering, did, did people who, did anybody reach out to you when you were doing this being mm-hmm. like, that's so awesome. You inspired me or that's so awesome. Can I help you? You know, where's there anybody, you know, are there any stories that you have of, you know, that type of thing? Yeah, I got, I got tons and tons of emails actually. Um, uh, and people contacting me on Facebook and, and Twitter and, and everywhere else. And which was overwhelming. <laughs> it was, I, I was not expecting the kind of, um, response that I got, um, especially with that first, um, hacker news, um, uh, posting. So, um, was totally overwhelming, but really awesome. Um, everybody was super supportive, like tons of people, um, who were coders reaching out saying like, um, this is awesome. This is a great way to learn. Um, you know, I'm rooting for you and lots and lots of people who are just starting their coding journeys, um, reaching out saying, you know, you're such an inspiration and, um, you know, what advice do you have? That sort of thing. And, um, again, it was like super overwhelming. Um, what advice, really what advice would you give them? Um, you know, I mean like the, the thing that worked for me, I mean, everybody's different, but what works for me is like, like I said before, you know, taking these like small chunks, small achievable goals, and then just keep building on it, build a little bit more and a little bit more. And like, don't be afraid if you don't understand, um, something. There were many, many days, um, where I would just find information, hack it together, I wouldn't understand why it works, but it works and then just keep moving forward. And eventually then I, co- I go back and be like, Oh, I understand how that works now. I, I, I see the, why this is, this behaves like this and that behaves like that. And I understand this concept. So eventually you get it, but if you get really um, uh, stuck on a, on trying to fully understand something, um, you might not just be, you just might just not be ready for that. Um, and it's better just to keep moving forward and, and come back to it later. So that's my big, that was my big advice, um, to getting over that, that, that resistance of, of fear. Now, I know everyone has a different learning style. Some use video, some use all different things. Um, Mm -hmm. but would you, you know, your plan is very different than a lot of other ones that I've seen online. And I participate in a lot of different tutorial programs, whether it's Treehouse or Skillshare. I just learned about Dash uh, at General Assembly. Um, I'm wondering, would you recommend your plan to other people or is it actually crazy? <laughs> I mean, I did it, so it can't be that crazy. I'm, <laughs> I'm here to tell the tale. Um, <laughs> um, I would, I mean, if somebody wanted to, to do to do it, I would say go for it. Um, you know, if you, uh, I, lots of people actually reached out and said, I'm, I'm taking a cue from you and I'm going to do my own version of this. I'll um, either make, you know, uh, Somebody, somebody reached out and said they were cooking food from um, all of the countries in the world. And another couple of people, a uh, couple of guys said they were like having a little contest between themselves for a month long, like mini, mini website um, competition. Um, 
And I think, you know, doing something, having a sketch, having a, a pattern, having a habit and, and working on, on your skill every day is definitely a way to, to rapidly digest um, information. Um, and then, you know, with that said, um, it's not the only thing one should or, or needs to do in order to, to really gain a mastery over something, but it is a really good way to start for, if you've got zero knowledge um, and don't know where to start. Um, it's definitely a way to rapidly consume. So you just mentioned how you, know, you, you said not knowing where to start and rapidly consuming. I'm wondering when you decided that you were going to build the website for this project as your first site, which you mentioned earlier, how did you know where to start there? Like, how did you figure out like, okay, I want to put up a website. So I'm, I know I have to use HTML and CSS. Like, how did you just, how did you get the, you know, what, how did you get the start? So I did, I did work on some tech projects before I did know about um, lots of different coding things. I knew that, you know, websites were built with HTML, CSS, and that JavaScript was how you made them kind of flashy and interesting. And um, I knew that um, a lot of my friends are Rails coders, so I knew about Ruby on Rails, and um, and some of them suggested um, some tutorials and things online just kind of um, to, uh, actually, before I even started to do the project, I, um, as most people would, like, would probably do, they decide I want to learn to code, and they go and look for um, some information on it. So... Um, so that was kind of it. Um, you know, I, I did have the benefit of, you know, having a friend, be, um, I could say like, Hey, you know, what do you think I should, should do here? Should I use rails or, or, um, or some other platform or, you know, um, do you think this is even a good idea? <laughs> Which, you know, I got mixed reactions on that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the same with this, the, the big thing is the same, same with the, being inside the project before I started it, I just Googled, 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 and read, read, read. Of course. So before we wrap up, I have a couple of last, last couple of questions. Uh, out of the 180 websites, what is the favorite, what is your favorite? You know, what, which are you most proud of? Right. Um, my very favorite is, um, how we're feeling. It was, uh, one of the last projects I did. Um, it's a node based app actually. So it has a node server, which hooks into Twitter's real time API, um, and scans for searches for, um, a set of, um, words associated with feelings like happy or angry or, um, sexy is one. Um, and, uh, and so when those tweets come in, um, they, uh, get sent to, um, the client side, so I go from my server to your web, to the web page that you're looking at and flash on the screen. And so, um, you can see as the tweets come in, you can see like love, happy, angry, all flashing. And then, um, and then I do, um, uh, I calculate a positivity rating. So half of the feelings are positive, half are negative. As you can see, um, just how happy Twitter is at any, any given point in time. And it's all real time. So you can go on it and kind of watch Twitter's mood change. Um, and that was a project I would wanted to do for a long time. So I tried it a couple of times during the project and kind of failed because, um, I just wasn't quite ready to, to get into the real time stuff till the very end. So I was really happy I got to be able to do that one. That is such a cool project because I, it would be so interesting to watch that site, you know, mm -hmm. during, you know, whether it's a national crisis or something amazing that's happening or whatever, it'd be so amazing, you know to watch it as, you know, like yeah. Barack Obama was inaugurated or as some, or, you know, as something so amazing happened just to see yeah. like 
the change in how people are reacting. It's, I mean, real time data is very interesting to me. I think it's, yeah. I think it's one of the coolest things about the internet today. I do too. Um, <laughs> um, so now you finished the project. Um, you made you made it to the finish line. What are you working on now? So I just started. Oh, actually, I'm just. Uh, I've been working on it for a, couple, for a few weeks now. Um, a website called Yum Hacker. It's a restaurant discovery service. So when I finished, I figured I should um, try and develop a large scale app um, to kind of both cement the things I'd learned and also pivot everything that I had learned into um, you know a nice um, real world kind of skill set. So. Um, it's a, like I said, restaurant discovery service where you can, um, uh, endorse restaurants that you like and follow people to see what restaurants that they, um, endorse as well. So, um, I'm finishing it up. I'm pretty close to the end of the first version. It should go live hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Um, um, so that's really awesome. It's a rails based, um, backend, uh, backend API and backbone on the front end. So very, really skill set. very cool. So. Um, do you have a plan? So once you launch that, are you going to continue working on it? Or are you looking for something else? Are you going to take a break? You know, anything, any insight into what's next for you? Um, I'm not, not entirely sure. I'm going to, um, I'm going to work on uh, Yum Hacker until it gets to a point where I feel like it's, it's kind of run its course, uh, where I feel like that I'm happy with the amount of work I've put into it as on the technology side. And, you know, maybe some people like to use it and see, see what happens there. Um, and then after that, um, we'll see. I'm not sure yet. Okay, Jennifer. And the last question, um, that I want to ask you is where can people find you on the internet? You know, what's your blog address? What's your Twitter? That kind of stuff. So the, um, the project website is under jenniferdewalt.com right now. And so blog, uh, jenniferdewalt.com is the blog. Um, I'm on Twitter at, uh, Jennifer DeWalt and GitHub is Jen DeWalt. Great. Um, and we will link to all of that and, many other things we talked about in the show notes. Jennifer, I want to thank you so much for joining me on the sixth episode of How to Hold a Pencil. It's truly been a pleasure. You are such an inspiration to so many people um, and your project. I cannot even begin to tell you how amazing I think it is. Um, you guys can follow Jennifer at all those links. You can follow me at Ruben Ingber, R-E-U-B-E-N-I-N-G-B-E-R, or you can follow the show at Hold a Pencil, H-O-L-D-A-P-E-N-C-I-L, We'll be back the first week of January with uh, some great episodes, um, and I cannot wait to share more stories of people learning um, and being self-taught. Have a great Christmas and a happy new year, and we'll see you in January 2014. Thanks so much, Jennifer. Thank you.